Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and today I want to talk about style. So everybody's got their own way of doing things, saying things, of acting, like even the smallest of tasks. So this morning, I go to my car, and I look in, and I kind of panicked. And I was like, somebody has been in my car, and we've been having a lot of car break-ins in the neighborhood. People have been leaving their doors unlocked. And I was like, oh, no, like when I, you know, came back from piano last night, what I'm taking my kid to piano did I leave it a lot oh my gosh you know and I'm like somebody's like actually drove it and my husband was like what are you talking about and I'm like somebody's put up the part break and he said Jennifer I moved it and I'm like oh okay that's right duh you always do that that's your thing and he laughed because I was like I knew it wasn't me because I'm telling y'all I can probably count on my hand one hand the amount of times I've used a part break in a car. But that's what my husband does. And y'all, we don't live on no hill. It's in a straight driveway. <laughs> so, I thought about that this morning. And it's like everything that happens, it's almost like it's, you know, symbolic to my writing life. And that just lets you know how much I think about writing all day long. And it brought to my mind... A conversation that I had with my 16 year old so Solomon and I were talking and and so the beautiful thing about taking my kids places is that I get to spend quality time with them so when it's time for you know Sam to go to computer uh, computer for Sam to go to piano lessons me and my oldest son we take walks and we just talk through neighborhood around the area so here we are walking and talking and, you know, it's all about life and jobs and millennials. Like, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. My son is um, extremely intelligent, and he reads articles throughout the day. And um, it gives us a great basis for discussion and debate. Um, and we just problem-solve the universe <laughs> and philosophize everything. And I will say that that is my oldest son. Like, he even told me yesterday to, to read some philosophy books, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, baby, all I need to do is read the Word. I have taken philosophy. Um, let me just go straight to the Word because I've already been praying about this. And I feel like the Lord answered me today by having a friend come to visit me. Um, 
But anyway, long story short, I was talking to him about the video that I had made, the tutorial. Um, I was telling him about the progress of the editing. And I told him that I ran Ray Bradbury's work, Fahrenheit 451, through the program. Um, I ran like the first seven pages or so. I, I, like what I would calculate, it was single space, so it's probably a lot more than that. But anyway, I ran, I ran a chunk in there and he got all yellows and reds. And that's Solomon's favorite book too. Um, it's between that and All Quiet on the Western Front for him. And he said, Mama, he said, but you gotta understand when you pick up that book, it's like you know that that's Ray Bradbury. It's like his style. It's like who he is. He was like, there's a problem that I think you're going to face, and I need you to know what it is. And I'm like, baby, tell me my problem. He's like, you're going to watch too many YouTube videos. And he said, you might need to stop watching them. And I said, why? And he said, because you could lose your voice. He said, if you continue to watch them over and over, and I said, well, baby, you don't understand. I said, I'm not losing my voice. And I was thinking, am I? Am I getting laryngitis when I'm writing because I'm taking in so much? So I started, like, doubting it. And, you know, I was, you know, I was trying to defend it right there. And I was like, okay, so, so give me the challenge. What are you saying? He was like, stop watching the YouTube videos about the editing. Use the programs, but... You don't have to have every single thing in there that's going to strip away the way that these characters are, the voice. He was like, some words are necessary. When they'll say not to put them, it's for emphasis, Mom. And I'm like, I know you're right, dear. You're right. And I said, well, thank you, honey. And I was just, we kept talking. And he was like, you just stay true to who your voice is. That way, when your readers pick your book up, they know, oh, this is how Jennifer writes. And he said, well, they should already know because you've already written four books. And I'm like, well, these four books that's on, you know, they're on Amazon. They're nonfiction work. They're like me talking to you guys, straight up talking to you on the podcast. If you want the Everyday Mom Challenge, it's me telling you a story, me telling you a challenge, me giving you, you know, something to do with your family or a, a group of children. And this is what... It, how it connects to the Bible. So it has a different format. Writing nonfiction is completely different. And I talked to him about that. And I said, you know, he said, I still believe that it's the you that will come out. He said, you come out in those books and you'll come out in the Hartwell Chronicles. He said, you'll see. He said, so don't lose it because that's what you want to happen. And so I value that so much. Like, I don't know if you listened to the podcast where my son, we were watching UFC. I think we were all together downstairs watching UFC because, you know, we watch fights every weekend. And that's my time. And I'm talking between the fights and, and I'm talking about social media. And my son was like, Mama, he was like, Stephen King did not have social media when he first started. He was like, look at how successful Carrie and Cujo and all of his books were. He said, it was by word of mouth. He said, write a good story and it will sell itself. And I said, yes, but... <laughs> he was like, Mama, just focus on the story right now. Get the story. And then that helped me to kind of back away 
from, you know, trying to build my platform so much on social media that it was, you know, I would edit a little bit, then I would go back on and check everything. Edit a little bit. He was like, just focus on that, Mama. He was like, just focus on the writing, and then everything else will come. And because I don't have one of those big five publishers, maybe I have it in my mind that, you know, here I am, I'm going to do all of this work, and anybody that's an indie author or a traditional author, even with Sweet Potato, all of the work that goes into this life, you know, you want your book to succeed. You want it to get out there and to move, and I just feel like it could disappear. And so I'm praying right now that I remove this negativity and these doubts from my head. And I know we probably all go through this. Well, I'm just going to be very transparent. It's hitting me right now. Um, it has been, it has been nagging away at me since oh, probably last Friday. And it can be debilitating. It can get to the point where you say, "Gosh, you know, what am I even doing? What am I doing this for?" And and I went through a phase. And I will say, it wasn't a little, it was like a little down moment on Sunday. And I was tired. We had had a big family wedding on Saturday. And I didn't get to focus and work on Saturday at all. Um, but I did have, you know, some me time, you know, with my husband and I kind of had that breakaway, but on Sunday, I was just like, I don't know. I had these feelings that were just stirring around, and it was the doubt. And I was like, no, I've got to keep pushing through, you know. And then I felt like, okay, I talked myself through it. I prayed myself through it. And then I got to the chapter 24, and when I finished it, I had this such a wave of relief that I'd went through the first round. So now I started back over on Monday, and I've made it all the way up to chapter 8, going through the rounds again of edits, um, and I'm keeping in mind what my son said, don't lose, don't lose your style, don't lose your way of writing, don't become so cookie cutter that, you know, it's going to become evident that you're just like everybody else. And he was like, Mama, you don't want to be like every writer out there following a formula, follow the story. And he's so right. You know, I see that stuff all the time. There's a formula here to make this sale. Follow these um, dynamics in your book. And every book that has, you know, yesterday I heard one, um, every book that is a thriller has to have the murder in the first chapter. Um, and then they spend the rest of the book trying to solve the murder. Um, and when I do my serial killer book, hopefully this summer, because I've got that story in my head too, um, you know, I'm going to hear those things, but then I've got to let that story tell itself. I'm not going to put my work in a box. And I had a great conversation with Joe. So I, one, I love the name Joe. I've loved it forever. I tell my boys all the time. I'm, one of my main characters, well, not a main, one of my side characters in Sweet Potato Jones, his name is Joe. I had a student back in, dag, the early 1990s or 2000, early 2000s, and his name's Joe. 
and I taught him for like four years. And there's something about that name that I've always loved, Joseph. And that just, but I shortened it up. I, you know, Joe. His name wasn't even Joseph. His name is Joe. <laughs> and so, Joe was selling, telling me yesterday, you know, I was showing Joe some of the techniques that I was doing, how I was reading the dialogue out and separating it. And he bought that one. He liked that idea. I could tell. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to encourage other writers you know, try this technique and see what you think. It might not work, but it'll let you know if what you're doing is advancing the plot. Because he he made the determination to really shave a bunch of unnecessary uh, scenes. And I'm like, well, that's what we should be doing. And every scene should be advancing the plot. If it's, if it's not, it's just sitting there wasting space and it's distracting the reader from the truth. The truth of your of your story so you know I give advice you know and then I'm going back into my own work and I'm like okay is this a distraction you know is this sentence slowing down my pacing no it has to have some level of you know variety my sentences have to have a level of variety and so then I talk myself back out of it again and I keep it but regardless don't lose your voice let the characters be who they are. So I will tell you now, Tyler is his own piece of work. He's silly. He's a 16-year-old silly one. And my best friend's son, he is silly. Y'all, he cuts up. And there's something about him that I don't know if it's I've been around the way that he talks all my life and he's just he's always got something corny to say something funny to say he's a jokester and I'm a corny person anyway and I'm not the you know I'm not the comedian Steve Martin I mean I want to meet Steve Martin on my bucket list and Adam Sandler and Jack Black those are the three on my bucket list with Robin Williams but I'm not the one to crack the jokes I'm not the one to come up with the jokes <laughs> and so maybe Tyler is really corny but he's got that style about him that I can't lose. I can't lose his vernacular because the way that we speak where I'm from is completely different than any kind of grammarly or pro-writing aid can catch. And if I'm representing Robinson County and anybody that's listening on here from Robinson County, y'all gonna know, shake your head. I was sitting in a sushi restaurant well, my boys, I don't even know what we were celebrating that day. And I'm sitting there talking to the kids. And the waiter comes up and he goes, where are you from? And I'm sitting in the middle smack dab in the middle of Raleigh. And I said, Robinson County. He said, I knew it. I'm from Pembroke. And sure enough, his face just lit up. I said, I'm from Maxton. He said, oh, who's your people? He was like, tell me who they are. Let me tell you who my people are. He was so excited that he had met another person. And he could just tell by the way I talked. Because even the way I talk, we talked about this on Saturday. Even the way that I talk in my house is different than the way I kind of talk on the podcast and I talk at work. Um... The way I talk with my boys is is me. And Solomon was like, Mama, you cannot lose that style. 
And he's right. I'm not. And and I just needed, you know, somebody to kind of give me encouragement through this and give me words of wisdom. And I've been praying for the Lord to provide it. And it's just lovely when it's your own child who's invested that much to care to, to help steer even their mama. <laughs> and that's the kind of relationship I have with my boys. It's that we're always talking we're always challenging each other to do our best and they challenge me at the same time so be you be a unique writer and with that comes with people saying well maybe I don't really quite like her style and you're gonna have to live with that anyway you recognize that if you scored perfect 100s on every writing tool out there known to man, you could still come across a time when you might have, you know, missed something. I was talking to an author yesterday, and she said that she had an editor, and she spent tons of money for this editor. And just by the way, her eyes... <laughs> kind of moved when she said tons um i figured it was a lot more than what i probably could have done uh, myself um, she said that and she said that she checked through it you know multiple times she got her proof copies back and she still found errors she still found things that she wishes that she would have done in a different way and i'm sure that it's going to be like that for us as writers and when you hear these kind of stories you know at least you say well I'm not the only one in the universe so here we go guys the challenge is on to relax <laughs> I think that's the freedom in this conversation maybe maybe this whole thing is to liberate us to help us to relax to help us not become so anxious and to just tell our stories and then, yes, fix the grammatical errors. We don't want those. Fix the punctuation problems. You know, go through and make sure that, you know, we have a balance of sentences. And we do need to, to polish our work. I'm not saying just write it and throw it out there for the universe to see. No, we still have to go through it with calm. We still have to edit. But just still, you know, just make sure that our style is evident through it. And that we're consistent throughout the whole book. That the voice of these characters is consistent. And maybe that's when we were talking about Danielle Steele. I read that article. Someone posted it up on Twitter that, you know, she wrote for 22 straight hours. That she edited for 22 straight hours. 24 hours at a time, one time. And Sam was saying, that, yeah, there's animators that will go for 36 straight hours. And they'll put out an animation. He said, but yeah, mama, that girl has already admitted that she's got depression. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you. I'm like, that's some tough work. Um, I said, but maybe the reason why they go the 22 straight hours, maybe, I have no clue. I'm just kind of inferring here, is that they need to read from start to finish and edit from start to finish. Because what I've been doing is editing chapters a day, um, chunks of it a day. And so now, now that I'm finished and I'm starting back over, by me getting through. 
Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-Day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. If you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect away right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading! So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.